This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. About um, just sketch out a point that I think is important, and then we can schmooze more specifically if people have things on their minds. A very famous Chazal that Apropos to Shavuos, the Gemara and Shabbos, when Moshe Rabbeinu came up to Shemayim, the Malachim said, Mali Lud Isha Beinenu. What is a, a human being doing over here? He says, Shemayim. And then they said, Chem the Gnuza. Torah is something which is a hidden treasure. It's been hidden for so long. Why are you giving it to people? So Moshe Rabbeinu turned around to Malachim and he said, well, let's take a look. Maik Sibbe, what does it say? So it says, do you have parents? It says this, it says that, you don't have kinna, you don't have this. None of the Torah is applicable to you, so it doesn't belong to you. So it says on that, Shavisa Shevi, Moshe Rabbeinu captured the Torah and wrote it down. Now, it's a dialogue between Malachim and Moshe Rabbeinu. It doesn't seem to be a terribly profound dialogue. I mean, yes, Moshe says, let's take a look what it says. I'm sure that Malachim knew what it says. In other words, what's, what's, the, what's the give and take here? And if the, when the Gemara presents a give and take, it means that the give and the take are both important. It's a klal that you have when you learn Gemara. When the Gemara has a, an opening position and questions and then a final position, there has to be some sort of reason why the opening position makes sense and why the closing position makes sense. There's no need to say things that don't make sense. So give them a lot of Torah, where? Where is their Kibbut Aveim and all of that? So let's try to understand a little bit about this. The Torah itself is unique in that there are what's called um, in the works of the early philosophers, they called social religion, more or less, dat hanimusis, which means the type of actions that are appropriate for a healthy society. In other words, the type of ideas that are in law, the type of ideas that are preached by normal people in day-to-day life, are the ideas that make living as a society feasible. Not to steal, not to be rude, to be nice, to be kind. That creates a positive world. Religious ideas, quote-unquote religious, go beyond, and they deal with things beyond this world. So you have two ways of, two types of ideas. You have the ideas that are here, and the ideas that are sort of higher forces, greater spirits, energies, and all sorts of things that are not really part of our world. So the Malachim came along and said, Torah contains in itself infinitely amount of more depth than what you read. It's, it's Torah stretches to Hashem. It's describing HaKadosh Baruch That has no relevance to us over here. To which Moshe said, Mike Sivbe, what's written? In other words, the ideas of Torah are ideas of a whole different magnitude. But the words that are articulated are physical words, words. And therefore, Torah starts and ends with our world, our realities, and, and the things that we do. So both of them are right. In other words, the angels are correct 
about what Torah is in essence, and Moshe is making a point about what Torah is practically. This, this tug of war is very reminiscent of people's struggles between yeshiva years and as they move on. Many of you have had yeshiva experiences, many of you not. In a yeshiva, Torah is understood as something ethereal. It's something which is about higher worlds, a life that's pure, things that not engaging in anything. It, it's, it's beyond the physical world. It's something that, that, that deals with even the type of learning we do tends to be a lot more dealing with the principles and ideas rather than practicality. So Torah in essence spans infinite worlds. And that's the angel said, why does it belong to man? Man doesn't even, is not able to do it. To which Moshe said, Torah is the sum total of both the content and its application. My kosave means, but, but what's the picture drawn? The picture is about Kabbalah Zavirosimecha. It's about Losigzel. And therefore, the only people that can bring those ideals and values into this world is men. Malachim can, can, can relate to all of those infinite things. They can't bring it down here. And Torah is meant to be brought down here, and we can do it. So it's really a struggle for anyone in, in the big picture of Torah. Are we dealing with a world that's beyond our physical world? Or are we dealing with something that's supposed to um, connect our world, shape it, and, and impress it, and change it? The answer is, it's a long continuum. It starts with the ideal and understanding, and the tachlis is to bring it out in reality, to take the image that we have of a, of a much higher type of life and try to realize it in practical life. So um, I think that that represents a lot the struggle of people who've made that transition. The, the Shiva world imbues you with a transcendent sense of values, which is appropriate. You learn that, that, that the physical world is, is, is a shell, and the depth and, and infinite beauty lies beyond. But Hashem sent us here with a body, and when we make a transition to the world that is physical and tangible, we need to realize those values in this world. Now, as society goes, Gosh Brochu made it, that there are different parts. There's Shevet Levi, who's still standing there radiating a sense of values that are beyond this world. And the more person is that type of, somebody like Rapaim Kanyevsky's kind of bracha, was totally of another world. And it was meant to have a ripple effect. So that as it comes down to people that are in that work and, and are engaged in the world, they, they would see the values that needs to be um, transitioned. It's a challenge when I was growing up. First of all, orthodoxy was about to disappear. I mean, the question was when the last orthodox school would become conservative. It's fascinating just to think in my lifetime. Um, there didn't seem to be any future. My generation um, broke through um, and began to learn Torah and understand its greatness, its beauty, what it is, and that the world is so much bigger than the physical world. But Baruch Hashem, today our generation with many people who spend time in yeshiva, and then their job is to transition those values in this world. And that's, that's a challenge. The, the two worlds don't seem to be at all compatible. To be able to understand that, how does one realize it? How does one keep the values and have the wisdom of how to implement it is a challenge. And it's a challenge of our generation. So in many ways, this struggle between Malachim and Moshe Rabbeinu is, is, is I think, an apt description. And there are not easy answers, but at least 
in science, defining the problem is the beginning of the solution. Understanding that that tension is a real tension, it's a positive tension. Uh, it's something that uh, we, we struggle with it, and in that struggle, hopefully, we can bring out those points and those values. So let me just sort of, so basically when a person is engaged in, in everything we do in this world, business, eating, sleeping, interacting with neighbors, interacting with non-Jews, so everything has in itself values, positive and negative, that we need to decide on. How we interact, what we say, what we do, what we don't do. And the act of thinking and trying to bring out in the, in the world of Ma'aseh, those values, is what Avodah Hashem is for, for us. From top to bottom, it's, 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 it's a generation where trying to understand how to take those values and make that, it, bring it out into my kasave, in, in what's written, what do we write on this world, that's our challenge. It's, it's extremely, I've been in different occasions where people talk and ask and struggle. We struggle with the different things that challenges. We struggle with juggling a lot of different things. Um, the struggle itself is positive. It means we care. It means we're struggling with this idea. There's so many ideals, how to realize it. So, some discussing it is, is helpful, and uh, that's why I suggested, your pleasure suggested, maybe we can discuss it a bit. People would like to share some, some of the challenges, some of the, some of the ideas, and I think it might be productive. That's, that was the idea. So, so in Yeshiva, we learned Yulun Baba Kama, which doesn't necessarily relate to, you know, a shor and a para, it doesn't always... So that's very good for Yeshiva, so a, a person has a limited amount of time to learn. Should they be learning Baba Kama in that way, or, you know, try to imitate what they were doing then? Or maybe learn, I don't know, Hilfah Shabbos, something practical that will guide their life. So, obviously, when, even in yeshivas, once people get married, learn in Kolo, the tendency is a tendency to, um, to learn the, the, the Mesechtis that are more relevant. That, that seems to be the flow. People start learning Shabbos, Chulin, Nidarev, and etc. So there is a general trend to going there. But I'd like to take the same point and, and, and reference something that would be relevant even in Shabbos. A person can sit and learn Hilcha Shabbos in the following way. We all keep Shabbos, we all are supposed to know A person can take bottom line, take a sefer that has practical halachas, read it, review it, and know what the practical halachas are. Should a person do that? Or is there value to studying the bigger text, the Mesechta, the Torah, each person depending on, on what level they're at? And I would, st- I, would, I would rephrase the same question. Is there a value in learning anything but the basic um, halacha? What should I do, Rabbi? Bottom line, yes, make coffee, not make coffee. How do I make coffee? Why do I need to know, start with Bishul and start with Kale Bishul and, and so on? So the answer is, I, I, would, I, would, I would give a, an analogy. I think most of us, if we're intelligent and we find a machine, somebody brings in some new device, and I ask somebody, what is it? What do you do with it? I tell them, press this button if you want this, press that button if you want that and pull this for that. Most people will not be happy with that answer. Explain to me what it's doing, what the system is, not very technical, but I'd like to understand what I'm doing. Um, it, it's like anyone who's curious and he goes into a museum and someone says, this, is, this painting is worth $60 million. You'd like to understand why. Explain to me, Manishtana, this painting, then the wall calendar that I have. They both look very nice. Like, why is this worth $60 million and this one is worth an $18 donation? Like, what's the difference? People want to understand and we connect to things that we understand. So, depending on a person's level, learning more in depth, A, gives us a much more rooted 
understanding of what the issues are. And a person who's intelligent connects much better when he understands the machinery. And two, it changes our mindset so that we think the way the Gemara thinks. When, when we're thinking of it as just somebody making rules and regulations, it, we don't really get it. And it becomes frustrating. So learning with the depth and background and trying to get into that, especially somebody who hasn't, who's never learned before, it's not easy. But trying to get a feel for the give and take, for how the Gemara treats something, is something that changes our mindset and makes it un- understand. It's sometimes frustrating when an outsider, someone came to me with some issue, halachic issue, and he said, here, this rabbi wrote a whole response about it. I looked at it. I don't have to laugh or to cry. It wasn't something I disagreed with. It wasn't something that, it, 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 was, like, it was like me writing a business report on which company to invest in. They have a much nicer label, their colors are nicer, invest in them. That, that's what it, the person had zero idea of what he was talking about. It wasn't that I disagreed with it, it, it just, it, it, and, the, and the person who showed it to me, well, he's a rabbi and you're a rabbi. Like, my, what's the difference? And, and, and I, I, just, I just couldn't, I couldn't even argue. So, so becoming an educated consumer, so that you understand what you're doing, understand a bit about the process, is very important. That's why devoting some time to it, um, go to your local kolo, ask your local rosh kolo for a chavrusa, and, uh, and, uh, and, and learn. It's something is, is very important, I think. Yes. I have a question. If you have a, a Balabas that is tremendously consistent with, let's say, Dr. Yomi, but it's almost destroying the rest of his spiritual connection with the Yiddish guy, the whole davening and Dr. Yomi in front of him. But it's just, he's connected, but it's, he feels very not inspired about anything. He doesn't like the singing davening, doesn't like anything, but he has Dr. Yomi. So, and he's very limited time, let's say. He's a, doc, he's a very busy person. Should you say to him, Dr. Yomi is hurting you more than it's helping you? So it's like when a person in a hospital is on a ventilator, he might try to win him off, but he might not make it. So you want to be very careful before you remove something. What you want to do is try to build on it. And again, every person is different and, and what makes a person tick. But sitting down saying, you know, you're sitting and studying what Akash Baruch was telling you to do. Learn how to connect personally. Right now, you're just seeing, what are you doing when you're learning? Try to, 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 to use the mitzvah as a stepping stone. I think that that's a much healthier way to go. Just sort of, very reluctant to take away from, I was once, one Purim, I remember, I was... I was talking to a friend of mine who was a Rebbe in a yeshiva, and he was very high and, and so on. And there was a certain boy who had been going on a certain derech, which was kind of mixed or whatever it was. It was, it was something. And he tried to dissuade him. And then somehow in Purim, we were both very high, I asked him, and he started sobbing and he said, never destroy a person's lifeline unless you know that you're going to place it. So, so, so if a person is doing something ruchnius, that's a mitzvah and it's good, I, I, I think, but what you can do is you can, you can build on that and say, if you feel connected to this, that's your mind. But you don't want to be connected with your mind, not your heart. Let's think how we can connect the heart also. After all, if you meet a person, a person that you, that you enjoy engaging mentally with is not, is not a shidduch unless you can also engage emotionally with it. And, and explain it that way, and you know, try to work with that. You know what? If a person is able to connect with five minutes more some, in some other way, if a person feels, for a person who's connected only with his mind, today he feels some sort of emotional connection, it will enrich him to a degree where he'll find time. You know, when you want something, you find time. That's the, that's, that's the truth. Um, so I've been in Lod now 
head movement or, or the, this feeling of um, singing and dancing and really feeling your, your connection to Hashem. Uh, a lot of the spiders and, 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 and as someone that went to, to the mirror for a bunch of years and to others because she, she was, um, so one, we, we, I mean, there was definitely nice sometimes thinking in a shunning paper a little bit, but that, that's where it started ending a little bit. And, 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 and stuff like that, but so often they're not the best thing I was kind of nervous about that. The most thing I do is my title when I went to sleep, and, and that's to appreciate it's not that. So, and not only that, to certain time when you're sitting just talking with you, with some friends, a parent, they look at they, they look at me like I'm 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 very much missing both, and that my connection to my parents since it's more, a lot a lot more intellectual than um, um, with her gushes is is felt that there's, there's there's something missing in it. Um, so as I don't know what she thinks about it and how how some that doesn't really plug into that aspect, but should I be should I be wondering if I'm missing something, especially when it seems like this. So, um, I guess there are probably different perspectives on it. Let me, br- let, me, let me bring something that I think is analogous. When Hasidus started, so the, um, the, 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 I guess, what prompted it or, what, or, or really what, what brought it about was a sense that people were connecting um, with their minds, not with their hearts. And there was a tremendous emphasis on emotion. In Hasidus itself, there was a pushback. Two big schools pushed back. One was Kutsk, where they felt that easy emotion is false emotion. And two, Chabad, who had, the problem was where emotion starts from. And let's give an analogy. I once read a comment um, in an in a English uh, something, rather. I don't remember where, but it was, it, 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 I remember the comment well. I'll, I mean, I, 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 I'll date myself. I never saw the movie E.T. I don't know when it was done. But it has, it was, it, 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 I'm, I don't know if you know, it, it was a long time ago, but there's something about somebody who came extra to of being, and at some point he gets beamed that he has to come home, and he says goodbye, something like that, and it's a very emotional moment. So somebody wrote, tens of millions of kids are dying of starvation disease in Africa, nothing doing. E.T.'s mother tells him come home, and half of America is sobbing. And it's a very profound statement. It means it's a cheap emotion triggered by an illusion rather than by thinking about things. In other words, emotion is something that has to be, the Kuzari writes about singing and dancing that it's an integral part of Yiddishkeit provided it's a result of deep thinking and kavana. When a person's thoughts bring, a, bring emotion, that was Chabad. Chabad, in its original form, was not about Kirv at all. It was about a person bringing out himself by thinking first about inyanim of Primis of Torah, Kaddish Baruch filling all the worlds, Kaddish Baruch Hu's eminence, and so on. And if a person really thinks about it, he's all of a sudden overwhelmed emotionally. So when emotion is a product of serious thought, Rev. Avram Gujensky was Mashkir Slabotki Yeshiva. And he was also, Slabotka was very into, into, into um, Balemusso, into thinking. He said, whenever we think of, you know, when we say, Behold Nafshecha, we think of jumping, a guy is telling us either you convert or you jump in the fire. We think of jumping in the fire. So he says, 
why don't we ever think of strolling into the fire? Why are we always jumping into the fire? It says, because if we have to think a minute, we wouldn't do it. So the only way we can do it is by short-circuiting our thinking process. It's a chisarin, not a mile. So I'm weary of, um, so yes, if a person is only involved with his mind, but, but, but without emotion, it's missing half. But if a person is emotional without actually it the result of a real cognizance, a real awareness, then it's suspect. And that was the, the pushback of Kutsk. And there's a, there's a, there's a famous Kutsk Vart that somebody's child, son was dying and then something happened and it came to light, you know, it, it got cured, it got well. And his father asked him, as you were dying, what were you thinking? He said, I wanted to yell out Shmaisel all my heart. And what did you do? I held back. He said, good. That's, that's, in other words, if you can hold back, then it's not real emotion. So that's a very high order of, of but the point is, emotion is when the mind has impressed you so much that you can't help but say it. And that's why something that comes easy and cheap and so on, I'm wary. That's, that's, the, that's the, 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 two, the two sides of it. But, but I mean, I'm, I'm asking what they're saying, but I'm assuming they're, 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 they're about to think that, but my emotion will bring the intellect. It doesn't work that way? Not, not, so first of all, how? In other words, you know, this, does, it, does it actually... My, um, they the, after I, I had, I had a, I had a, a neighbor, Ramosh Yukon Zechon of Racha. I don't know if anyone knows Rabbi Zechon Hartman's father-in-law. He was an old Polish, he was a big Tamtacham. He grew up in Poland by Chesidim. So he told over that he was once, there was a group of Chesidim, the Matzah Shabbos, they have Malka. They would sing Altira Avdi Yaakov with a lot of Kavana. And there was a Yiddish refrain, Nei, 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 Tate. Which means, no, you know, Altir of Yaakov means Yaakov, don't be scared. And then in Yiddish, the refrain would be, no, 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 we're not scared of anyone but you, Rabbi Yisrael. So they were kids. In those days, they also had kids. And the kids said they lit a firecracker. And as soon as, 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 soon as they finished saying, we're not scared of anyone but you, firecracker went off. They scattered and all for it. So, yes, so that's a childish prank, it's, 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 you know. but the point is, unless a person actively thinks about these things, and that's what Musa tried to do, and that's what different types of cities tried to do, it's, 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 it's vape, it's vape, it's, it's emotion that, 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 that sort of evaporates, unfortunately. On a tough moment, you say there's nothing but Ren Tanger and then you have a shady business deal, and you do it because if I'm not going to do the deal, I mean, I'm not going to have the money. What about the brainstorm? What about thank you? What about the bitachon? What about in the What about that? If you don't think about it and don't hurry, and that's like we said before, when we have to do these things, that's when we that's when we uh, um, we grow from it. Maybe they're asking that there's a moment of inspiration that can maybe trigger a person to make a kabbalah. Uh, yes. So, again, but if it leads to meisa, um, there's a uh, there's a word, a Siddish word from, this is a Rebbe of the Balatanya, um, the, the Pre-Oretz, it says, that a person would see a sota being, being taken to be killed should stop drinking wine, because wine brings to looseness and reliance and so on and so forth. So the Pashat is, you know, if you see it, you should. He says, he says it very sharply. He says, because if you see a Saita being taken to her death and you don't make any change, then you're not harnessing the event to your life. An, an event that happens that you don't harness to your life makes you more jaded. Yeah, everybody does it. Yeah, it's, it, you know, the same, if you see a Saita, what would we say? I guess that's what's normal. That's what's done. You know, it, 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 nobody's a tzaddik. No one's a tzaddik. That's the way they become. Yazmai means we, 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 we consciously make the logical conclusion 
of what it is of, of, that we experience. And therefore, correct, we, a lot of times, a person goes to Hashanah Yom Kippur, we have a tremendous desiris, but harnessing it so that we bring it into the world of action, into the world of, of conscious thought, is vital or else it just evaporates. Rev, 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 sorry, um, Rev Motre Gifter once said, oh, I heard it from him, the story, said, I think he said over many, many times. He was on a ship traveling from America to Tells. In Europe, he learned to Tells. He was an American boy, learned to Tells. So they were, the ship was sailing, and the people on the ship were doing what people on ships normally do. They were drinking, they were gambling, they were this. You know, it, was, it was a, a cruise. Um, I'm sure Poland what the cruise, but it was a cruise. Al Capanim, the boat, a storm came and the boat started rocking tremendously. And people turned white and pale. They crossed themselves, they got down on their knees. They, they, they told Hashem that they will drop everything, all the gambling and drinking, and then only going to be, you know, there was this five minutes of Kabbalah's Neroys about what they're going to do. He said, then the seas calmed down. Everybody breathed a sigh of relief. They're back again by the tables drinking and, and, and gambling. And he, says, he said, he told off to Talzarov. Talzarov turned white. Like, you know, it, doesn't, it does not help you unless a person consciously, we, we have powerful emotions, they go to waste if we don't make the conscious effort to harness it to something. Um, someone asked, where does, uh, in this whole picture, where does chesed fit in? Um, people do, people make out, talk about doing chesed outside, but that's going to come at the expense of other things, and one can do chesed at home. Is that, is, should that, you know, does, is it important to be involved in other things as well? Should a person focus on their responsibilities? So, one of, one of the issues we do struggle with is we have a lot of demands. Torah itself has 613 mitzvahs that have an almost infinite amount of sub-mitzvahs that we struggle with between learning, between davening, between parlor meetings on Sunday afternoons, <laughs> and, which are very important. They're like capitalists, <laughs> right? Capitalists. Um, reaching out to people that, that, that are in need for personal attention, diktukah mitzvahs, children, families, everything. So a lot of struggle. I would like to give a cloud, a, a general cloud. If anyone, if, if you look at diets, regimens for living well, um, and, and so on, vitamins, something that has a bit of everything, and a machlokas is a hamri proportions, then there's, there's room to feel it's legitimate. But someone comes along and says, you only need to eat oranges, and that's it. Or one person comes along and says, only carbohydrates, they're not carbohydrates. That anytime it's a one horse operation, uh, a bardas rejects it. A, a shlemus of a person is he has everything. Now, different people are different, different people have different afkidim. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and for, for, for a person sitting in kolo, his main thrust uh, should be the learning. For a person who's osik in Parinasad, his main thrust should be. The work that he does should be honest and airlock and pressure and finding time for Ruch. You must have time to learn. You must have time to dive. You must have time for kids as well. Proportions and how much, that's something that you have to agonize. You have to talk over with somebody and, and get a sense. But it, it can't be that your life is devoid of, of, of any chesed. In the Mir Yeshiva, when they were in Shanghai, so the whole Yeshiva was Shanghai. Not, nobody had any source of income whatsoever. The, um, the, 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 the money that they had, everyone got money from somehow in a very circuitous way from the states that they gave each person. That was it. There was nothing else. Reb Chatzka Levenstein insisted, he was the mashkiach, they went around every day with a stucker pushka, and everybody had to put in a penny or two. Never mind that the end, it just somehow recycled back again. And he said, <clears throat> to be here so long without giving 
the hands will become rusty. We're just not going to have that part ourselves. So a person has to have a sense, but it can't be that, there is, that there's any important activity that we have zero time for. How much, which, it depends what, what are the needs, what are the opportunities. In a doma, a person who's, who has great abilities to touch people's hearts, how much time he should spend with people, to somebody whose ability is much more cerebral and sit to learn, he has to do some chesed, he has to do some learning. But the, the proportions will be, will, will, will be readjusted. Basically, to the Rambam and and others that, that a person is supposed to know first Kolatera and then be then learn Gemara, meaning be Ma'ayin as much possible. If you're referencing that, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. The mitzvah, the mitzvah you saying there's a mitzvah to know the whole Torah. So right. how, how so, have one hour a day, and I'm supposed to learn Be'ir, and how am I going to do that? That's what you're. So, so that's part of what a person needs to have both things. We need some track because we don't do it like they used to do it. Where by the time we come out of yeshiva, we know everything. Unfortunately, it's not the way we do it. But that a person over a lifetime should have gone through shas once, if he's capable, somebody can learn gemara and so on. But that can be done again as long as it's consistent and it's a, and as a general plan. It does not have to be seven years; it'll be fourteen years. We hope I'll be there hateva to live long, but to have that program where we keep learning. The advantage of eon is. If it's done properly and if it's appropriate for a person at that stage, it, it gives you an involvement in learning that nothing else can. Its ability to affect a person that we think differently, we understand differently. And, and that's really, that change happens. And, and, and that's why it's so invaluable. On a specific level, you should talk to someone who knows you and understands what's best for you. But why there is place for that it's, it's, it's twofold. Eon engages people and, and, and it draws people. So it, it's, it, has, it's, it has a way of getting you to learn for sure. And it changes you in ways that other things can't change. So that's why those are important. That, that's why it's so important. And uh, someone asked a question about uh, learning Chumash. So we always told that the Yisrael of Emunah is Chumash and Rashi, Chumash and Rashi. But the Rashi brings a lot of things which are not... Is, is there a point in time where a person should spend time learning other more basic chat? Like, you know, other... other cause I don't know more basic... I, I, I had a... Um, I, have, I have a friend of mine whose father is a kind of Racha. He was also he was a Balabas. He was a person who learned Yeshivas when he was young. And every year he would learn Chumash with a different Mepharsh. Rashi is important because it's very fundamental. But finding a mafarish that speaks to you, that gives you meaning, more than Pashup Shat, what you're looking for is things, a meaning. Hemek Dover is a safer that many people find very meaningful, Shantrahal Hirsch. What you're looking is to connect to it. At the end of the day, the Torah is not to tell you about events that happen. Torah is to tell you about events that are here. Avram's interactions exist today. Yitzchak's Akeda exists today. T- to be able to give it to me in a way that I hear it, that I connect to it, is important. So finding Sfarim that do that, and every year going through a different Sefer, is very valuable. So in a, in a, in a classroom setting, John Rashi's basic, thank, thank you very much, is, is important. But on a personal level, I would really suggest finding Sfarim that are 
chashuv that 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 we you know we have a, that we feel are worthy, and that they connect us personally. And this person's father of his years learned dozens farm every year. He would take a different sefer, and when he was learning his chumash, he would learn it together with it, and it really really gave him a lot. The answer is yes. So in Cheder or in Shiva, you're supposed to have gotten it, those basic ideas. When you get older, it's important what will keep us engaged and finding meaning is things that are meaningful. You know, it's like learning grammar. If If you start with the rules and the dry rules and that's it for a long time, it takes a very special personality to be able to, 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 to see it through. You, you want to do it by reading, by listening, it, it, it won, when it means something. That's why in, in, in most modern you know, learning language, you start conversation very early because you want it to mean something. So someone who's never learned before and, he's gonna, and you're going to touch the words and learn things that he can't connect to, the patience to keep holding on until he will connect is long off. So, so I do believe learning it a safer that you connect with and every so often learning something that that that, that is basic but connecting to it it's a, it's a language every person connects with different language different ideas and and as long as it's terrorist emiss it's coming from dying panam of torah that's the right thing to do Talk about broad social phenomena. Unfortunately, Shalolashma gets mixed. I don't think anyone ever turned down a shtela of the caliber of Rosh Hashiva of Lake Wodaponovich because he wanted to sit and learn. I, I haven't heard. I, maybe it might be, it might have happened. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that, that, you know, we tend, it, every person is a human being, and, and when we're not Oiska Arvid, you tend so when it's a when it's a a job that we don't feel carries much quote unquote prestige with it, we don't give it the right shivas. A hundred percent that lumod um, is extraordinary. No two ways of that. It's it's unfortunately that we don't have that haracha. The the only I guess the only counterpart is when somebody is sitting and learning very seriously. It's not that he's not having an effect. Kalisol needs, like we said before, we need the whole gamut. People, Reb Chaim Kanievsky never said a shir in his life. I mean, yeah, he said a yartzit Reb Chazinish for a few people. He wasn't, and he said he's not a teacher. He just didn't have that. That 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 wasn't his skill set. But he but he gave the Kalisol a dmus of you know kazerei This is this is Torah. People need to ask themselves, what are my kaiches? What can I do? And I need to do that. It's, it's, it's a problem. It's a little bit of an issue. It is, I, I definitely feel. Now, going out of town carries an additional issue where people say, it will be a challenge to my family. And I'm to do it. So that's something that, you know, that people need to ask their rebbeim and get guidance. But in their own setting that a person should see should see teaching any Torah at any level as not limitatoras, you know, a person has to be honest with himself, ask himself, is it something that it's just not prestigious enough or, or is it something that really it's not my job? I don't know. That's, I'm sorry? 
Yes. What is, what, what is the focus on obviously not the line at all? So it's the, the, the impact of solar system entirely. It has a, a practically a lot of problems. But the focus is that eventually the person should be market sparing. What focus is that eventually the person should not be market sparing and should just be speaking to someone who is learning by itself. Submissioner said, Lomid Amnas Lamid, you know, Lomid Amnas Lamid is, it's part we ask every single day in Avarabba. Like I said, is that the mitzvah is written as, as, as giving over. So, so, so definitely it's something that, that a person who is a, who is a Ben Aliyah should have that focus. So if you're a Sadaic teacher, or a Sadaic teacher, you're teaching them these girls what they should look over and show them the of their life, what should the picture make of them? What picture, what picture, what, okay, look at the narrative, they have husbands. Well, the image we give the girls of Akiva, Akiva did teaching. So he was teaching Talmidim. So, so definitely it, it's part of, it's just hard. Let's say somebody who bemis pizza. His kochos kishonos, he'll end up being the tremendous koach sitting and learning in a kail. He's not the type of person that does terribly well with teaching, but but he can understand the arach of a Torah. Understanding Torah includes lumod olamid, that people need to ask themselves what I can put me in this world for. Those are um, those are the, the, the deepest and hardest um, internal cheshbonos person needs to make. It takes a lot of honesty, it takes a lot of guidance. But yes, we should and, and teach them the, the, the godless and shivas of Limud and Lalamit. I was Lumud Alamit, Lumaras Lamit, that's a mission. I, I don't know how, how you could see it as a step down if you learn the Mishnaya, so the Gemara. It's not, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you ask me the ratings in Shiduchim, <laughs> or you ask me the, 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 the ratings. The social ratings, okay, but 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 if but if, but if you look up the MS, it's 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 a it's a, it's a different world. There's a lot of uh, challenges in the internet, so we want to protect our children. So how much does that require from the parent? In other words, let's say you have a teenager who keeps on asking for a, a smartphone. They say no, 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 but they see the parent hat. And knows what type of responsibility does that put on the parent? Do they understand, like, I'm an adult, and therefore you have to understand how it's different, but, you know, do they understand those lines? What, what type of Christ does that put on the family and the parent, and how should one address that, so, you know, that danger, I guess? So, it, 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 like everything, let, let's start. The achrayas, the achrayas that we have to the kids is obviously that they go by their achatayra. A big part of the chinuch is what we do. And I want to give a marshal. Everybody has what they need to do. The question is, how much am I doing what I need to do because I need to do it? And how much is just part of me? I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm on my smartphone unless somebody's pulled me away from it. If, if a child sees the parent treating whatever it is that they have as a device to be used when needed and not something that's their life, then um, you have a chance that the child will understand it. But if for the father, if for the parents, it's keim chayenu, like this is b'shachpacha v'kumecha, lechta b'aderech, and and yoyma malayla, then, then, then a child also sees it. Children, children, we're always being mechanech our kids by our inner actions and emotions. And if a parent is in, is in self-control, these are the hours I need to answer this. These are the hours I need to just that, and that's it. It's only there as something that's needed. And the child sees me turning it off, and that's it. And the child, and, or and I tell the child, I need now to go and answer emails, or I need to address this, I need to answer whatever it is. So, so then a child will get it. So you can't create that bridge where for me it's mutter. There are some things where you say, you know, you don't need a smartphone. Um, at your age is fine, a flip phone is fine, that you can't give me one reason. But he has to see that the parent is not just, 
you know, there was someone who came to me once. He was very overbearing with his child, very overbearing. Child and pushing him to learn in ways that, that really, it wasn't, wasn't good for the kid, it wasn't good for anything. So he, I, I pointed it out to him and he said, you know, um, Reb Chaim Konevsky, because he sat and learned that way, that's why he became who he was, Vecholo Vecholo, and if, you know, and, and if somebody had, if I had been forced, then I would have been, I told him, I have a great idea for you. Why don't you sit and learn like that? What do you want to do? He said, I'm too old. I said, no, Reb Kiva started at 40. You, you, you're okay, you're good. You just stop now and... No, he wants to live his life, but he should have a little tatal of Panevsky so that he can have in the picture, this is me and my son of Panevsky. That, that doesn't do well. Then, then, then kids say, you know what, you be a Panevsky, I'll be his son. You know, whatever a, a parent does genuinely is, um, one of my kids was once laying on the couch during Shabbos by the Suda, and I told him, you know, Bez Hashem, someday you'll have a family and you'll have to run a Shabbos at home. You don't know how to run a Shabbos. How are you going to know what to run a Shabbos? So he said, I know. He said, I'll be sitting in front of the table, my kid lying on the couch, and I'll tell him, my dear son, someday you have to run a Shabbos, and you have to have to run a Shabbos. So I, I know exactly how to do it. But if, if we can't, we, you cannot be mechanic a kid. You, you, it's what you really feel and think and live that gets passed on. A child might struggle with it, but, but he accepts that as being emis. So, so it, it comes that if, 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 if a child sees me treating the devices that I need to use, he sees me thinking twice, do I need this, do I not need this? You know, when do I need, and what do I need it for? If I genuinely live my life like that, so a child understands it, so I can say at this age you don't need it, when you'll need it, this is what you'll have, and so on. That's, that's where the, so we have tremendous responsibility because this is, this is our life. And, 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 but the way to start is with a personal chazer and effort. My brother, Rav Nachman Levovitz, told me he was learned to base at Talmud. And the mashkiach was a Chaim Bissaka. He was an old mirror. And even for a mirror, he was old-fashioned. Like, like he was like a throwback to two centuries ago. So he was sitting at Tongtim. He was a big person, big pikeach, Adam Chashib. And the phone was ringing. And it was, it, it was like, so he thought he probably doesn't hear that. Whatever he said, Chaim, the, the phone. He said, who's the balabas? The phone tells me when to talk or I tell it when to talk. I'm talking to you. So, so just because the phone is banging away, he's not my balabas. I'm its balabas. That's the, to me, the, the central problem. It's everything else is already second step. The central problem is to be a balabas and to say, I'm making a decision what I want to do, when I want to do it, and how I want to do it. If, if we exude that, then we have it. Yeah? Can I take it back to the learning topic? Whatever, whatever. Um, so, I'm part of a kabura, and that's it. Good. Which is, I mean, maybe they'll tell me what the correct thing to do is, but it's not the, my first choice of the set that I would pick. I feel like for me, we have now, let's say, that I've learned is something that I should be learning, something that's more uh, practical or applicable, you suggest. So I'll tell you this there's another factor in learning, that, a practical factor. What motivates a person is. Sometimes the Chabura, one of the reasons why Dafayomi is, is, is popular, even though many people struggle with it, is it has two motivators, two or three motivators that really push. One is you do it with a group. There's a group dynamic that's very pleasant, the same Chabura, you come together. Two, it, is, it, 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 it demands. There's no off days. So you, you can't just take a day or two off because there's going to be a backlog. That's the pressure. And then the big CM. We have Rabbi Matz over here. He'll tell you all about when's the next CM. You probably have already worked out. And, but but those, are, those are real. And that's why, again, I'm reluctant to tell a person to drop it because you have a lot of group dynamic. So if a person is learning Kachim, he likes the Magachir. Magachir is really Gishmak. He 
He likes the Chabura. It's something he never learned before, but he liked to learn it through once in his lifetime. Those are motivators. And that's why part of the Cheshben of what to learn, and that's why I'm reluctant. Person, there might be Limudim for some people much better than Afiyomi, but he's doing it himself, and there's no pressure. So if he skips a night, so fine. The night afterwards I'll do it, or two nights afterwards. Then it's always a balance. What's practical and what's... In, if, so, so there is room for that type of Limud, if, if that's the Limud that's available and Geschmack and doing it. And again, once in a lifetime to have learned through something, like we spoke before about learning culture Kula, once in a lifetime a person learns Vachim, learns Kachmi. After 120, we come up with some Zecher of Kachmi. Right, so I feel like if I would learn three stars a day and add an extra half an hour, just like have that under my belt, that I feel like that would make more sense. But the fact that I'm learning, let's say, an hour a night, so if you're planning at some point to go back to Kolo, then, then there's what to talk about. But I, I'd say, Brothers Hashem, to 120, the, the certain priority would be things that are lemaisa. And the question will be, do you have a practical setup that can work? And, would, you know, some sort of idea where at some point in life you could learn the things you didn't learn. There is an Indian like that that a person learned through at least once everything. But... 100% giving all, eliminating all of the factors. You have two chaburas, both equally geshmak as well. Learning things that will connect to your practical life certainly has a, a malusa. I mean, we see, we see, we have much less mefarshim in the Rishonim, in Achronim, in Kachim, and, and in Tyres, these places, because they weren't so shchiach, and that's why we have less of it. You know, that's a, it was a practical consideration. We talk about... Um about having be having be talking versus ishtadlus, so you know it's all it's just we're just doing our ishtadlus, but really everything's coming from Hashem. How does that really? It, it doesn't make a person a feel that great, maybe, and b, it, it, you know, sometimes as a person who has themselves in that Indian, especially like at one point you draw the line and say, well, I did enough. I mean, how do you how do you balance that? So, so it, it is something. Where, like we spoke, like before, was mentioned about sometimes we use ruchnius to excuse shortcomings. So if I didn't work hard enough and I should have worked hard, I say, well, it's all by Shem anyway, and and so on. So there are times when it's not. I I would say the following. Imagine the time to use bitachin is when I, when I'm when I'm going to do something that a is gray. I don't feel comfortable with what I'm doing. So, um, is, is it something that I, you know, if I really believe that's in Hashem's hands, would I even consider doing something like that? Those are times when Bitochen comes into, into play. Two, when a rational, when looking at rationally, these, I believe that what's, what's a rational Hishtadus I've done. Anything more than that, people, when they're desperate, they do things that are crazy. You, you see, Lolaino, people are sick. So there's certainly established that a side person says, yes, it's appropriate. They looked for the expert in this field. They, they went there. They found the second opinion was this, so on. But then people go haywire. And everything and anything that they can get their hands on, and it's usually counterproductive. So two places where Bitochen comes in. One is when it's a gray area and you say to yourself, if I really believed, I don't think it's 100% legitimate. I don't think it's right. So if I really believe in that Kaddish Baruch with everything in his hands, would, would I do it? Or it's because I think that if I don't do whatever it takes, it's not going to happen. That's a place a person should say, test himself and, and use Bitochem. And secondly, a person should make a certain boundary of rationally, this, this, this are the proper status. Anything more than that, I'm, I'm just, it's because I'm, 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 I'm hysterical. I, 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 I can't, you know, I, I've, I've lost it, I'm desperate. Desperation is a sign of a lack of detail. So these are things that are not easy, these are inner feelings, these are inner sense of things, but those are two areas where we can really measure our sense of detail. I guess we have time for one more question.
Sharpen the point, the question a little bit. I know. So, so, what are you asking? There are more. We having we're having more problems, and therefore, again, what, like what, I didn't quite catch. Is it, is it valid? Is it structurally valid to lower our expectations and to be more accepting of people who aren't performing? To so let's give a marshal and to something. Let's take Rahman son. Let's say drug use. So, if a person accepts it in the sense that some people work hard, eat and drink, and do constructive things, and some people just take drugs and spend their lives on drugs, that's terrible. Then you're killing somebody. But if somebody got caught up and you say you're good for nothing, garbage, and so on and so forth, that's terrible also. Recognizing that Salomon Kim of every person that deep inside there's a good person and understanding what's expected. If it's Salomon Kim means we can expect the world of you. So being able to convey that in a positive sense is the key. If you're not expecting anything, then you're not producing anything. Then, then, then it's meaningless. It, 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 people, the people Rahman al-Islam who are most likely to do something themselves is a person if somebody inherited tons of money and he's not good at anything, he doesn't need to work, he doesn't have anything he can accomplish, those people become terribly depressed and, and, and are gone. What keeps a person alive is a, a goal and a sense that he can accomplish the goal. That what, that's what makes a person a person. And therefore, if judgmental means, not judgmental means, whatever you do is okay, then we're taking away the ability to accomplish anything. But that you're worthless because you haven't accomplished yet. So what you want to do is give goals that are attainable, require effort, but are reasonably achievable, and recognizing that you've achieved. That's really the, 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 the way to go with it. So, so being able to and, and I, I'm not, you know, there are many reasons when people give one, you know, why it used to be one way, now it's different. I'm wary. It's a lot, life's a lot more complicated than that. But there are a lot of differences. And, and it used to be people struggled for bread, so you didn't have time to think about how your feelings are when you have to struggle for a piece of bread. You know, all the stories about the immigrants who came, that they roll up the sleeves and work all day and all night to, to, to be able to eat two meals, then you don't think about a lot of other things, and, 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 and you work. Baruch Hashem, we, we, we're not like that. We have. But now we begin to ask ourselves, what are we doing? What are we accomplishing? Sometimes in, in the different environments, for instance, in, in a yeshiva school environment, if a kid is in the bottom third of his class, then he doesn't feel he's getting in place. And the trick is to sh- that each kid should understand what his goals, what his, what his realistic goals are, and be proud of those achievements. Uh, that requires a lot of chachma and a lot of emotional um, overcoming. It's easy to be f- super proud of someone who's by all, by all measures super achieving. It's, it's easy to get frustrated and upset with someone that can't even do something minimal. But to be able to understand what are the realistic goals, to encourage what's good, and to show a path forward from, from what's not good is what it's about. And, and there are no shortcuts. It takes a lot of thinking through. And I, I think that the point you touched on is, is, is a good point to end with. I think 
our biggest challenge is to, is to find meaningful achievements and accomplishment that take work and effort, bring out the best in us, that we're able to break it up into goals that are achievable step by step, and to encourage every step forward. To, 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 it's not that we accept it as good as it is, but we know that you're moving forward and, and, and we keep pushing forward. That's, that's the balance of it. Okay, rest Hashem, we should all, we should all be matzliach. And uh, these, are, these, are the issues, these are the issues we struggle with. And the struggle, the fact that we're thinking about it, we're struggling with it, and so on, is, is in itself um, where it starts with.